All right, hello, and welcome to the Target Athletics podcast. Dane and Josh here. Um, I know we haven't done a podcast in a while, but we just wanted to hop on and give a brief rundown of our new 2023 nutrition challenge. And so, hi. Hello. Um, so we just wanted to kind of talk about it. If you're like me, I can't read online, so but I do listen to podcasts, so I get my information from podcasts um, a lot of the of the time because I have a hard time reading stuff online apparently. <laughs> um, so we are just going to talk about what it is, what it encompasses, and essentially why you should do it. Um, maybe go over some frequently asked questions and that kind of jazz. Um, so. Without further ado, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Okay. Hello. We're back on the podcast. It's been a while. Um, so the nutrition challenge starts, let's go over the basics, six weeks, starts January 9th, ends February 19th. It is $49, hot ticket item. Um, it is for anyone. You do not need to be a member of the gym. This can be anyone. Um, that is looking to improve their overall health, lose weight, improve their body composition, um, create healthy habits, learn something, um, and then somebody who also wants to win. We have some pretty neat incentives that we're giving out. Um, so anyone who just wants to address their nutrition and their health and start this new year um, off right, I guess, in the nutrition realm. Yeah. So this challenge um, is broken down. The main piece of it, of course, is nutrition. Um, when you sign up, you'll get an ebook, and in that ebook, it lays out um, the objectives or the goals that we're trying to achieve throughout the challenge, throughout the six weeks, the challenges, if you will. Um, in terms of the nutrition element, um, it does talk about, you know, calories and energy and macros. There's a little macro calculator. Um, however, you know, you don't necessarily have to follow that. We recommend it based on, you know, that's kind of like the tried and true, if you will, in terms of weight loss specifically. Um, and then uh, we are kind of honing in on the protein element of it, making sure that we have that marker met, and then filling in the rest, your carbs and fats, which are your three macronutrients, which you will learn in the ebook. So you've got your protein, fat, and carbs, and we're focusing on the protein element. Um, I've listed to a lot of podcasts, ha ha, I was just talking about getting my information to podcasts and just learning about the importance of protein, not only like from what is common thought, but even in terms of like longevity and how it's even more and more important as we age. Yeah, I mean, bringing awareness to what you eat is the important part. Um, and macros, whether you, you know, want to call it counting macros or whatever, it's 
just writing your food down and then figuring out how much of it you eat at the end right. of the day. And the reason why it's important is because most of us don't really know how much we eat or what we eat or what the foods consist of. So even if you're prejudiced against the idea of counting macros and you've never done it before, I, I still would say it's worthwhile doing. And if you have done it previously, but I haven't done it in a while, mm -hmm. then it's worth doing again, because just like anything else, it changes over time if it's not measured. Yeah. And what you think you're eating potentially could be pretty far off. I know this from personal experience. Totally. Like I'll go through periods of tracking. I don't want to track the rest of my life. It's time consuming. It's hard in the sense of taking the time to do it. Um, and if you home make a lot of food, it's hard because you got to add ingredients together and all this stuff to figure out what's in it. You know, if you're making like a casserole or something. Mm -hmm. So that's completely understandable. But on the other hand, if you, you don't ever do it, it's really easy to get pretty far off of what might be. Um, well, what you think it might well, be. Well, what you think it might be and, and what is actually needed for you. Yeah. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Like this, this going back for seconds. <laughs> I feel like that'd be like a notorious one. Like you make this super healthy meal and then just portion size. Like, you know, right. you you think it's healthy, but maybe, and maybe it really is, but maybe you're like w way overeating in quantity. Right. Um, and it's easy to eat really good for two days and eat pretty poorly for one day. And you do that every three day cycle. And then all of a sudden that's three bad days a week. Yeah. And you've offset all your good eating from the bad days, but you don't even really know because we all have terrible memories and all we remember are all the effort we put into good food. Yeah. And oh, I eat healthy. I do want to I do want to digress on this because I feel like I've caught myself in this trap. You know, like, oh, I'm I eat healthy. Totally. And then I won't have my first vegetable until evening. Right. Or you come out of your bender in your car no. and you see all the wrappers on the floor. <laughs> all the, beside the, all the 460 baguette bread wrappers. <laughs> Did you just open my car door? <laughs> um, but like, it is really interesting. It's like, what is the definition of healthy? Or yeah, like I, I am super healthy. You know, I feel like it's easy... And this is like looking at myself, like, oh yeah, I own a gym. I'm, you know, I think I eat pretty well, but like ultimately I know there's room for improvement. And that for me is incorporating more vegetables. And I'm looking at you too, because we struggle on the vegetable end because it's, you know, a lot of people. I eat things that eat vegetables. Josh. Go along with me. Or I'm just going to talk about myself then. So, yeah, it's been an interesting thing to think about. Um, you know, like, and I'm notorious for getting that healthy 
bag of popcorn and eating the whole bag. And, you know, ultimately, I, I think, like, I'm just imagining, like, a super healthy person, and they're, like, going to go for to the blueberries and eat a whole thing of blueberries. Yeah. Like, that, like, is something maybe where I can work on. Well, yeah, I think of what you're saying. Like, you can eat healthy and overeat. Or I'm just, like, saying you're, you know, I just feel like everyone's like, I, I am super healthy. Or not everyone, but, you know, I, I eat super well. And maybe they do, but I also say that, and I know there's room for improvement. Yeah. I am certain. No, I, I agree. You know, and, like, maybe I eat healthy one meal of the day, and then now I think I'm healthy. Like, because I'm eating a really healthy dinner, but yet I eat crap for breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner. Or, or the other side, I don't eat anything all day, but, man, I have a really healthy dinner. Yeah, no. Because home cooked. I'm with you. So um, that's been an interesting thing for me recently that I caught on my onto myself. I'm just being like, what is healthy? Like, what defines that for me? And I don't know if not. I mean, I will not lie to you. Vegetables for me in the morning is tough um, unless they're inside of like egg concoction, which requires me to meal prep. Because I don't like spending time to cook in the morning because it's when I'm productive. Um, so, like, if it's pre-made, which, hey, Dane, we should do some meal prepping if we really want to take this seriously and do that. But, um, you know, I'm not going to spend the time to chop something up. And I know it sounds really bad, but I'm, <laughs> I just, I noticed that through the past years of doing this, um, so, you know, leading into the meal prep, but like what defines healthy for me? And maybe that's not necessarily having it in the breakfast meal, but, you know, really focusing on every meal thereafter to be, um, include vegetables for me. Cause I, we're pretty good at the prep, the protein piece. Um, we're on a totally tangent. Here we go. But, um, anyways, <laughs> I should get back to it. <laughs> Otherwise we're going to be in this long podcast. Um, but incorporating more vegetables for me and then also making your snacks, like there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to snack on vegetables, you know, um, versus like the rice cakes I might've just ate that do not have seed oils in them in case anyone's looking or, um, cared for the next piece. So in your nutrition book, ebook, it'll talk about breaking down your macros, finding your calories, and then kind of tracking your food. And we, I mean, try for the six, it's only six weeks. Even if you, I, I won't even say by the end of the six weeks, you probably have it down. Oh, but yeah. it's a really good experiment. And like Josh said, we know how to track our food. And it's still a good check-in to track it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, to just kind of get yourself on a reset and be like, oh, when I make the zoodles, we don't split this up into two portions and eat all of it with that amount of Parmesan cheese. We split it into three portions and then we're just a little bit less on the Parmesan cheese. Yeah, really, the chicken I always need is fats. Fats to creep up. I'm usually pretty good on carbs and protein consistently, but yeah. fats are sneaky. And cheese. they. I've actually, I mean, I don't. We need to stay on this, but over the last year, my cheese intake's gone way down. I think I would agree with that. 
don't um, know about mine though. Yeah, but it's like oil cooking. When you're cooking, it's easy to get carried away with oil, mm -hmm. butter. Um, so those are things that I notice for me are always the ones to pay attention to. Yeah. Peanut butter. Peanut butter for sure Um, Okay, moving on. In terms of nutrition, we also, this is a new thing we've added this year. Um, this is from my own personal experimenting, um, is avoiding seed oils. And this is not like flaxseed oil. Like, a lot, you know, if you're pouring flaxseed oil in your salad dressings, I think that one's okay. But um, seed oils are classified as like highly processed oils such as canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, vegetable oil. Um, somebody just said another one. I'm blanking on it. Uh, uh, soybean oil. Soybean oil. I think great Basically seed the good oil. One, the, yeah. Basically the only good ones that are acceptable are avocado oil. That one has a really high temperature rating for it, so it's good to cook with. Um, olive oil, great for salad dressings and stuff like that. Um, and butter and ghee. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Those are kind of the main five staples that you should use in your pantry, um, avoiding the rest of the other oils. I listened to a podcast and I might butcher it a little bit, but that's okay. Um, the guy basically um, Max Lugavere um, was his name, and he got into nutrition and specifically dealing with nutrition in relation to the brain and Alzheimer's, and through that somehow found a link between these highly processed seed oils, consumption of them, and Alzheimer's. I might be off a little bit. You'd have to go listen to the podcast yourself. Um, or look him up. Um, you could probably just search all your podcasts. Uh, I, it was the Joe Rogan one that I listened to him on. Um, I think he was also on... Uh, he was on a handful. Search it. Um, but it was really interesting to hear his stories. I think it was his mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, which led him to like this whole rabbit hole of nutrition, and he came up with the seed oil thing. So... I mean, it was basically kind of went through this laundry list of why it's bad for you, not only with Alzheimer's, but, you know, all sorts of other things with your gut health and everything. And so I started paying attention to where they were and come to find out they are in everything. It is crazy. Like those oils are everywhere. Everything that's in a package. Um, I've granted, I've found things that don't have them, but it's hard. And you're picking up something and you're going, oh, surely this wouldn't happen. And there it is. Like hummus. You're yeah. like, hummus should be made with olive oil, actually. Um, well, it's it, more expensive. Yeah. Basically. And like I was telling somebody today, like our cute little expensive tortillas in the refrigerator aisle um, at Barrels and Bins, Stacy's tortillas, I think they have like organic safflower oil in them. So it's like, what? There are tortillas that um, don't have it. The Siete brand has um, really good items. And then the Ezekiel tortillas don't have yeah. the oils in them. But anyways, so for my journey, it basically it forces you to cut out most, most processed foods. Um, and so it's, it's challenging you to try and eat whole foods, shop the perimeter of the grocery store, a.k.a. the 
one side of the grocery store yeah, at Brolum's. It cuts down selection quite a bit just from that. And it's not that there's just one. I would say that this is like a buzzword mm -hmm. on some level right now. Yeah. But it seems like there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that cutting, at least trying to cut way back on your seed oil intake is a yeah. good thing. Mm -hmm. And that seems pretty standard across the board. Yeah. And it's something we haven't done anymore, any uh, before, so I just wanted to try it. And it's been interesting for myself, so there you go. You get my own little yep. personal backstory. Um, then we have avoiding alcohol. You guys, if you haven't listened to our alcohol podcast, you should go listen to that. I think we probably fil or filmed it, recorded it almost a year ago, because that's when I cut it out for the first time in my life. Um, but uh, avoiding it completely, maybe you cut it out for the whole six weeks, or maybe you just cut back um, if you can't fully eliminated it, but it was a fascinating and interesting experiment for myself. Um, you should go listen to that podcast if you're curious about that. Um, but maybe you, you use this opportunity to cut it back. Because um, I think in general it has uh, increased my health and nutrition. Pretty, It's been ha had a pretty big impact on that. Um, and you can listen to that podcast for more information. Do you have anything to add on that? Um, it's definitely worthwhile. It's probably one of the harder ones for a lot of people. For sure. But if you're like on the fence about it, I would say just stop. And then if you're like, no way am I stopping entirely, try and cut it to one night a week for yeah. at least six weeks and just see what happens because at the end of the day like you're gonna look back at six weeks and i i would almost guarantee that you're not gonna look back at six weeks and be like well this was a waste of my life because i didn't drink like right. really you know i mean if you have something going on during that time that's that big a deal and you need to have some cocktails or drink, drink. But literally, you could look back at six weeks, and I would bet that you not drinking has not ruined the last six weeks for you. Yeah. Um, and then just to focus on eating whole nutritious foods, which is kind of the given with the seed oil situation. Yeah. Um, and then, what else? Um, and then sleep. Sleep is just so important. We all should know this by now. If not, reminding you again, like every health guru on the planet. But the goal for you over the next six weeks is to prioritize your sleep and get at least a minimum of seven hours a night. Um, we're also incentivizing workouts. Um, I don't, do you remember the workout protocol? Yeah, it was four 60 minutes a week. Four 60-minute workouts a week. So we did not do seven days because we wanted to also um, emphasize the impact of rest. So it's not always healthy to work out super intensely seven days a week, 24-7. <laughs> um, so the importance of rest is there. Four days a week seemed realistic. These workouts do not have to be uh, at the gym, at Target Athletics. They, they, that would count. But it's basically 
getting your heart rate up hard to, what do we say, hard to moderate, moderate to hard um, exercise. So this is not going for a walk. This is not going for a nice mellow cross-country ski. This is going to a class at Target Athletics. This is weight training. This is skate skiing. Glory. This is hiking glory. This is, you know, skiing at Target, like lift-assisted skiing. Um, that one's questionable. Like, If you're having a lot of fun, it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> no, some hard. I mean, people know what hard is. Yeah. You know what hard is. Like, you can compare it. If you're a member of the gym, you can compare it to a, gym, a workout at the gym. If it feels like that, counts. Right. Um, if you're not a part of the gym and you're, you can compare it to whatever workouts you're doing. 60 yeah. minutes. You should be sweaty and tired at the end. Yeah. If you haven't sweat, Ish. it's, yeah. you know, if you're no, negative, not a lot of sweat, not a lot of hard breathing, then it doesn't count. And the last one is getting outside. So um, I think this is especially important this time of year when it's not uh, welcoming to head outside. But accumulating 20 minutes outside a day. And this is where you get the walks, the cross-country ski, the mellow um, thing. So 20 minutes a day. We went back and forth on this. I think last year we had 10 minutes. But the goal with this is just incentivizing a little bit more movement. Um, you know, that can really help with weight, weight loss is just overall energy expenditure. Um, so like somebody who's working construction every day, you know, that's they're going to be expending way more calories than somebody with a desk job. So it's incentivizing those, the majority of us with a desk job or something comparable. Um, to get outside 20 minutes a day. That can be 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon or all 20 minutes um, within itself. My walk that I do outside our house is 26, 28 minutes, a little loop-de-doo. So I know it can be done and even with a busy schedule. Um, <clears throat> anything to add on that? No. Okay, we're incentivizing partners. I did have put a list out there in the in the gym in case anyone wants a partner and doesn't have one or just to friends who friends sign up you sign up sign on up um, doing it with a partner um, this is you don't have to but I encourage you to do it um, with somebody that can help keep you accountable over the course of the six weeks that is something we did not do last year but you know I think maybe this will help with attrition is that the right word? Attrition? Sticking yeah. with it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, over the six weeks, if you have somebody to kind of lean your head on, lean, put your shoulder on their head, whatever, that's wrong. Um, so your partner is your accountability buddy. There can be more than one. It's pretty loose here. Um, maybe... You come to the gym, but your spouse doesn't, and you want to do this nutrition challenge, maybe grab them and reel them into this and, um, you know, do it with them. Because it really does, I honestly, I couldn't imagine having to cook two separate meals. Yeah. Um, that would be tough. Um, I, well, even if you're not cooking separate meals, but one person has a complete, completely different view of what they're eating than you do, it's harder. Yeah. 
So I totally um, empathize for somebody who has to deal with that. That would be significantly difficult. So maybe getting them on board a little bit um, with the nutrition challenge because it just, I mean, it's, it's health. We, you know, why not? We want the people we love and that are close to us to live healthy, happy lives. And so, um, yeah. Um, DEXA scan. This is another element that we've incorporated this year. Um, optional element. It is optional as well. Um, but I'm excited for, I think it'll incentivize, um, people in a different way as well. Um, but a DEXA scan is the gold standard as to measuring your body fat percentage. So the amount of your body that consists of fat versus the amount of your body that consists of mass. Yeah. of lean mass. Um, and so it's a really neat marker to look at, especially when doing a nutrition challenge, you know, in the years past, it's been, we haven't, if we haven't had access to this, we have sometimes, but this recently we haven't, but instead of being solely focused on your total weight loss, it's, you know, what, what are you converting to muscle? What fat are you sh shedding and what muscle are you gaining? So it's a really neat indicator of your body composition. Um, so we will award the winner for those who do the DEXA scans as well um, that had the best results through that. And, you know, I think this is really neat for like the lean people because, um, you know, maybe you won't lose, maybe you don't have the capacity to lose 10 pounds or more. Um, but you really have the capacity to change a few notches on your body fat percentage. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and sign up. You get all that stuff. Um, and I also just wanted to kind of go over why you should do it. Um, speaking to new members or people who haven't done one of our nutrition challenges in the past, um, I guarantee you'll learn something. You know, even if you get frustrated, you'll learn something. Yeah. Um, like, oh, maybe I should pay attention to how much protein I eat. Oh, maybe I should pay attention to how many, like, packaged foods I'm eating. Um, what is in this? Learn how to read a nutrition label. What does this all mean? Um, so new people guarantee that you'll learn something new. And um, it might be challenging, but I, it's also a challenge. That's what it is. So it's... Uh, step in the right, right direction for the vets out there. So those who have been, um, who have done nutrition challenges in the past, I think of this kind of as a little bit of a reset. So oftentimes, you know, if you've done a few nutrition challenges and you categorize yourself as a, I, I eat pretty healthy person that I was diving into earlier in this really short podcast. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a reset. So, and I was, what I was getting at is we mostly know what we're doing wrong. I know where I can improve for the most part. And I know how to do that. It's just like setting a little bit of intention to do it. So sign up for the nutrition challenge, give yourself six weeks as a little reset. Say you want to cut back on your sugar intake, you know, maybe you want to cut it out completely for the six weeks. And you're like, I've been eating way too much sugar. No more sugar for the next six weeks. Um, or if you've gotten a bad habit of eating 
stuff in the car on the way home from Brolum's. This is another habit of mine. Why can't I not eat anything from Brolum's to my house? I don't know. You do the same thing. Don't look at me like that. Um, yeah. So, like, dropping these habits that um, are potentially negatively impacting you. And, you know, I think the cost piece, it's not crazy expensive, but just investing a little bit into it can help. And then ultimately, you know, there also is 500 bucks on the line. You know, we're going to be giving away some cash and sweet prizes. So there's that as well. Josh is super into this podcast. Yeah, do it. <laughs> there's no reason not to. No, there is no reason not to. I mean, Josh and I are into it. Like Dane said, if you're new and you've never done anything, it's a great place to start learning about it. If you've done it before, I would venture to guess you're not exactly where you think you are because that's the <laughs> nature of it. I'm just, it's true. Yeah. Like, um, it's so easy to slide slowly away from uh, maybe where you think you were. I mean, it's literally... Talking from experience. Yeah. I'm not pointing fingers. Like, it's just how it goes. Like, if you never test how many freaking pull-ups you can do, and you tested it six months ago, you probably still think you can do that many. Like That is I, so true. I still think I can do two. Uh, totally. I, and, I really probably could. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you walk in the gym one day, and you go test your pull-ups, and you're at six. And you're like, shit. I thought it was a 10. I'm going to go see how many pull-ups I can do. It's just how it goes. And then you focus on pull-ups for a little bit and you get back to where you were. Great. Mm -hmm. Same with food. Same with anything else. So uh, it's a great reset. It's only six weeks. Suck it up. Suck it up and sign up. Yeah. Okay, we hope you join us in this 2023 Nutrition Challenge. little reset. Um, get healthy for the new year, learn a little something, just a little incentive and buy-in to this, starting this new year off right. Um, well, and it should be, you do this for six weeks and then, uh, you know, you continue doing it afterwards. Yeah. I mean, maybe not logging everything, but you'll likely, the but likelihood is you'll probably feel better. Look at it like a, uh you know, lasting effects of six months. So if you pulled it together, learned a bunch, did everything correctly for six weeks, and you <laughs> just use like a height example, saying you gain 20 feet of positive motion, then you'd, you'd have a downward line from if you kind of continued doing everything pretty well but not tracking and all that stuff, you'd have a downward line that extended out six months. Right. And you'd probably slowly slide back to some bad habits. And then maybe that downward line doesn't go to the baseline you started at. And then you hit a halfway point. You hit three months and you're like, oh, I need to pull it together a little. And then you do it again. You bump yourself back up. That's higher than the other spot you were before because now it's a little bit easier for you. You have all these new habits and things you can check back in with. And over the next years, you have a upward trajectory of positive changes that's that's it right there that's the goal that's the goal constant improvement 
the upward cycle. Yeah, it won't happen overnight. Nope. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's going to take patience. It's going to take trying. You're going to get frustrated. <clears throat> and that's okay. It's just all part of the journey. All right, well, thank you for listening. Um, to sign up for the Nutrition Challenge, you can head over to TargetAthletics.com. I have like a little banner right there at the top um, with the announcement bar to click over to the Nutrition Challenge, or I think it's under what we offer. It's also in our links in our Instagram bio. I'll link it here at the bottom of the show notes. You can't miss it. If you miss it, you can't find it, send us a message. We'll make sure you receive it. And we hope you join us on January 9th for the six-week challenge. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye.